Digital enthusiasts believed otherwise. They were convinced that the spread of digital networks and the rapid decline in communication costs represented a genuinely new stage in human development. For them, the surveillance triggered in the 2000s by 9-11 and the colonization of these pristine digital spaces by Google, Facebook, and Big Data were aberrations that could be resisted or at least reversed. If only we could now erase the decade we lost and return to the utopia of the 1980s and 1990s by passing stricter laws, giving users more control, and building better encryption tools. A different reading of recent history would yield a different agenda for the future. The widespread feeling of emancipation through information that many people still attribute to the 1990s was probably just a prolonged hallucination. Both capitalism and bureaucratic administration easily accommodated themselves to the new digital regime. Both thrive on information flows, the more automated the better. Laws, markets, or technologies won't stymie or redirect that demand for data, as all three play a role in sustaining capitalism and bureaucratic administration in the first place. Something else is needed. Politics. Even programs that seem innocuous can undermine democracy. First, let's address the symptoms of our current malaise. Yes, the commercial interests of technology companies and the policy interests of government agencies have converged. Both are interested in the collection and rapid analysis of user data. Google and Facebook are compelled to collect ever more data to boost the effectiveness of the ads they sell. Government agencies need the same data. They can collect it either on their own or in cooperation with technology companies to pursue their own programs. Many of those programs deal with national security, but such data can be used in many other ways that also undermine privacy. The Italian government, for example, is using a tool called Reddito Metro, or Income Meter, which analyzes receipts and spending patterns to flag people who spend more than they claim in income as potential tax cheaters. Once mobile payments replace a large percentage of cash transactions, with Google and Facebook as intermediaries, the data collected by these companies will be indispensable to tax collectors. Likewise, legal academics are busy exploring how data mining can be used to craft contracts or wills tailored to the personalities, characteristics, and past behavior of individual citizens, boosting efficiency and reducing malpractice. On another front, technocrats like Cass Sunstein, the former administrator of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs at the White House and a leading proponent of nanny statecraft that nudges citizens to do certain things, hope that the collection and instant analysis of data about individuals can help solve problems like obesity, climate change, and drunk driving by steering our behavior. A new book by three British academics, Changing Behaviors, On the Rise of the Psychological State, features a long list of such schemes at work in the UK, where the government's nudging unit, inspired by Sunstein, has been so successful that it's about to become a for-profit operation. Thanks to smartphones or Google Glass, we can now be pinged whenever we are about to do something stupid, unhealthy, or unsound. We wouldn't necessarily need to know why the action would be wrong. The system's algorithms do the moral calculus on their own. Citizens take on the role of information machines that feed the techno-bureaucratic complex with our data. And why shouldn't we, if we are promised slimmer waistlines, cleaner air, or longer and safer lives in return? 
This logic of preemption is not different from that of the NSA in its fight against terror. Let's prevent problems rather than deal with their consequences. Even if we tie the hands of the NSA by some combination of better oversight, stricter rules on data access, or stronger and friendlier encryption technologies, the data hunger of other state institutions would remain. They will justify it. On issues like obesity or climate change, where the policymakers are quick to add that we are facing a ticking bomb scenario, they will say a little deficit of democracy can go a long way. Here's what that deficit would look like. The new digital infrastructure, thriving as it does on real-time data contributed by citizens, allows the technocrats to take politics, with all its noise, friction, and discontent, out of the political process. It replaces the messy stuff of coalition building, bargaining, and deliberation with the cleanliness and efficiency of data-powered administration.